Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice, season three, episode eight. Episode eight, Sins of the Father, was written by Elizabeth J.B. Claviter and directed by Tom Verica. It aired on November 18th, 2009. Enjoy. So, dear listeners, we have already recorded this entire episode for you, but we had technical difficulties uh, majorly, so we are going to do it again, (laughs) and we're going to use our stage actor talent to make it feel like it's the first time for you. Yes, yes, it's going to be an acting exercise. (laughs) Yes, and on top of the recording being, I don't know, I'm just saying it was corrupted. I feel like that's the most accurate term yeah um yeah so basically like we recorded it and it was fine and then it got to garage band because we use zencaster which we love um mm-hmm. but we couldn't use it last time because of more technical difficulties horrible wi-fi <laughs> yeah and so it looked like there was sound and then it got to me to edit it and there was no sound. But, like, she sent me a picture of her garage band and the waves. We call them waves. They probably have Waves more. on waves. Yeah. Waves, <laughs> waves, waves, waves. And then it got to me and it was just silence. And sometimes it's just, like, a straight line, like, no audio for, you know, a couple seconds till it downloads and, you know, gets acclimated to the mm-hmm. garage band, whatever. No, no waves, no anything. And on top of that, when I was moving into my new apartment, I was trying to put my mic onto my new like fancy I call it my Frasier because <laughs> mm. it's it I feel like it's it's what like Frasier would use so anyway I am we are both holding our mics in our hands today which yes. usually they're not so if it sounds mm. a little different it's just because the gods of technology are highly against us this week yes <laughs> so I'm gonna try to edit that out in our in post but Hopefully it sounds great, and hopefully it feels like the first time for you. Yes. We pray so. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so dear listeners, we have some really shocking news to share with you. Private Practice is leaving Netflix on December 21st. I am so upset. I I just don't – so I I looked up articles just to see, like, why in the world they were doing this because it hurts my soul – and, they, and it's great. It's just private practice. I think oh, that if they great. took grays off, there would be riots in the streets. Oh, I have to inform my brother because I told him that it was grays. And I was like, you have until the end of the month. Well, I mean, there's no harm in making him watch a little faster. Expedite. Yeah, there, there's no harm in that. But um, yeah. right now, and it could change in January, mm-hmm. but right now it is just private practice. And gotcha. the articles think it has something to do with the fact that Disney owns ABC. Okay. Um, and that the only reason it stayed on Netflix so long is because of Shonda Rhimes's deal with Netflix. Gotcha. So I hope that it goes immediately to Disney Plus. Um, but for right now, dear listeners, it is still on Hulu. So unfortunately, you will have to suffer through the commercials if you don't have it on DVD or own them through wherever you buy tv shows online um legally of course we condone right legal watching of these shows right yes of course but yeah so december 21st addison cooper violet pete charlotte dell naomi sam all of them off of netflix which is very upsetting um i do hope that it goes to disney plus immediately if it does not oh well either way dear listeners we will keep you updated yes keep you posted so our patient breakdown for this episode 3.8 sins of the father we have first notes in miscellaneous per usual spoiler alert i don't have any miscellaneous but i feel like you do Oh, never mind. So just first notes. this time. <laughs> no miscellaneous. And then we have Neil Dellum, who has an intra-abdominal sarcoma, liver mets, lung mets, hand-foot syndrome. And then we have Margaret Dellum, who has pregnancy. It always feels weird when I say has pregnancy. I'm just going to yeah. say is pregnant. 
There you go. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's just pregnancy and not anything else that matter, I'm just going to say is pregnant from this point on. Dear listeners, hold me accountable. (laughs) Evan Dawson, who has diabetes, a kidney infection, and an arm laceration. And in that, we're going to talk about Cooper's arrest. And then we're going to have our little jaunts into the captain and another one into Dell and Heather. Yes. What is your first note? What is my first note? I said, not seventh heaven. Didn't he get in trouble? Yeah. That was my, my first note about Addison's father. But I was very surprised to see him. Yes. Yeah. Um, my first note is elevator rides are my favorite. Yes. I love them. I miss Tilly, who um, she was in the pilot. She was like the voice of God in the elevator. Mm-hmm. I miss her. I wish that she continued. I know. I know. That's like the elevator ride is like a Shonda staple, I yeah. feel. Yeah. You know. And it's so interesting that you said that because there was another series, actually the series Girlfriends that starred Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, yeah. That that was another one that like the pilot, it would do these takes, maybe like the first couple episodes they did it where she would like break the fourth wall Mm -hmm. and like and talk to the audience and like like narrate a moment. Um, And then that like filtered out. So it's interesting things that like a series will start with and then like fade away. That's like the first episode of Sex and the City where they also break the fourth wall. Really? Yeah, yeah. They have these like interviews, and you see Miranda, but she's not Miranda. She's like in a diner somewhere. Oh, see, yeah. I need it. That's a something I have to add to my list. I need to do a Sex in the City binge. I've seen episodes here and there, but I never like got into it like everyone else. Yeah, I know everyone's excited about the reboot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Also, like we've talked about before, the pilot of SVU is not the SBU that we've come to know and love right it was very comedic I remember I I watched it recently and I was like is this the same show (laughs) no it's not it's certainly not just the same characters it's like a fever dream (laughs) crazy yeah my only other first note is see Charlotte was married before yes so she was not lying Mm because I remember we had that moment. I I had that moment where I was just like, wow, she's like really good at making up stories on the spot to like, you know, get what she needs out of her patient or yeah. to like get them to the place that they need to be. And but to find out that it was actually true and that she was like being very vulnerable, I think it's telling of her character. Mm-hmm. And like how what we were talking about when she said she was lying, when we knew that she wasn't. Exactly. I, f- I feel like characters I know I said this last time but I'll say it again I feel like characters who lie to patients clients people in distress Mm -hmm. we are that is a sign to the audience that we are not to trust them Mm. even if it's for the patient's greater good yeah I mean if it's for the patient's greater good they're just gonna be like yeah you're gonna be fine I've had lots of people come through this before I've never done this before but if it's something personal like that that it's a it's an issue yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely do you have any other first notes I don't I didn't have many for this episode admittedly yeah okay um let's move on to Neil and Margaret Dellum great I loved when they started and he said there's nothing wrong with a girl named Doug. <laughs> we started. Was... <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. This is, no, I was just thinking, I was like, this is just so funny to me. Cause I feel like typical, typical dad, like that wants to stick with the name, like yeah. as opposed to like, let's just think of another female name that starts with the D like yeah. Danielle, Dana, yeah. Diane. We love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so many, but I feel like they had to start strong with the comedy for how sad we were going to get. Yes, very true. Very true. They, you can definitely tell that they tracked this one out Yeah, <laughs> emotionally. Oh, they did. They did. And then Queen Audra McDonald walks in and could oh. she look more beautiful in that red yes. dress? Always stealing the scene and distracting us with her beauty. Like I literally, that's my first Naomi note. I said, come on dress. Like yeah. just gorgeous it was, it was red right Am I remembering yeah 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 was it um, it was so like this is before I moved I I watched this so long ago but because mm-hmm. we tried to record it yes. I have I like remember it again in my brain but yeah no 
it was red. It seemed like three lifetimes ago that I watched it. And here you are, this gorgeous red turtleneck, cable Girl, knit. Thank you. So sweet. I had a very early morning shoot that only took like 10 minutes. Like a woman is doing an article on like local Pittsburgh actors. And uh, I've been postponing, as you know, there's been several things, go, life things happening. Listeners, yeah. my grandmother passed away last mm-hmm. Monday evening. So it's been quite a time. Um, but that in postponing recordings, also postponing the shoot, had to keep pushing it back with my tech schedule and craziness. So finally did it this morning. So that's the only reason why I like even have on a beat right now, or I would be like, in my typical day off attire, like me, would be sweats, <laughs> as you should be, hair should be on a Monday afternoon looking comfy and cute. Speaking of, we should have done this in housekeeping. Tell us about your show in case any listeners want to come see oh, you. Oh, yes. Any listeners in the Pittsburgh area, uh, I'm in a show called Untitled, a new musical by Justin Timberlake, and it's running at City Theater. Uh, we're in previews now, so you're welcome to come now and check out the show, but we officially open Friday, December 3rd, and we run until December 19th. So, and I don't want anyone to be fooled. Justin Timberlake, he's in no association with our yeah. show, but we do have a, a parody character in the show that we poke fun at um and so it's it's really funny it's about a dramaturg and I play a director that she meets and she tries to get this play produced and it's about you know trying to make our theater look like the world we live in and <laughs> making the right decisions and hi Ruthie <laughs> Ruthie that was Ruthie advocating for you all to come see the show <laughs> yeah she wants you to go she said I can't come in the theater Ruth, lay down yes. she's like go for me <laughs> no one's there Oh, that's her just woke up like rah, 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 rah. she's like I have energy now yeah go back yes. to bed <laughs> when you when I saw in writing the show you were doing I was like I need all of the Britney tea I need all oh, of it A to Z and you were like no it's just the title and I was like that is so rude so rude so deceiving it's and it's so funny like it's gone through a lot of uh variations of the title um because initially listeners we were supposed to do it at another theater company here in pittsburgh called pittsburgh clo and they got together pre-covid we were supposed to do this show and um they got together with city theater and decided to do it together but it went through a lot of variations of the title because they didn't want to get sued and they were like oh what if justin finds out but I feel like if he found out about it, he'd be very flattered and very pleased with the comedy because Justin's a jokester yeah. too. So yeah, yeah so. <laughs> absolutely. City theater is my favorite theater in Pittsburgh, like physically I, the actual theater. Yes, absolutely. And I, I can see why I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I think that this is like a great show to do at this theater company specifically because they, they are so uh, open to doing like a wide range of material that I think is very reflective of the real world so yeah yeah and yeah. it's in uh is it thrust or in the round it's thrust okay yeah so um dear listeners that is when the stage is on three sides of mm-hmm. i mean the audience is on three sides of the stage mm-hmm. yes and i'm so sorry listeners i i steered you wrong we are not in the thrust and we are in a regular proscenium <laughs> oh my god really As, yes uh-huh, yes it's just yeah just regular yep Regular degular, yep. But, but I, you know how city is kind of on a yeah kind of on a slant up, but yeah, that I, it would be dope to do it like that. Um, and we're, we're so happy because we have such so much more real estate as far as the space at yeah. city compared to what we would have had at the cabaret um, downtown. So, but yeah, yeah. I but feel like the, really cool. the theater itself can be thrust though, because I definitely I have see. seen. It's probably the, the director's choice. I, yeah, probably so. Because I'd imagine that those those seats could be moved so that it could be done in the thrust. I would, yeah. I would love to see a show on the thrust there, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to the show. This is a private practice recap podcast. <laughs> yes, sorry. Not, not musical theater, guys. <laughs> I mean, aren't they one and the same? We do. We find a way to intertwine them quite beautifully, I'd say. Wait, remember before you signed on to do this, you were like, is there a musical episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Similar to Grace, my hopes had gotten so high with Grace and that musical episode that I was just like, is there one for private practice? No. But I can no longer say what I said to you. I said no, but the last time we see Addison on Grace is the musical episode until she shows her face again 11 seasons later. And did she sing in that episode? I'm trying to remember. No. She didn't. Yeah. No, she was, um, she was there when people were singing. Okay. I, I I don't think she did. No. No. 
I didn't remember her singing, so I didn't know if that was just from me forgetting or if she actually sang or not. So. Now I wish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Back to Neil and Margaret Dellum. Yes. They're such a cute couple, and you can I tell know. that they love each other so much. Yes, which makes it even harder to yeah. like, watch their story unfold. Knowing where it's going to go. Ugh. And right. um, a lot of times, dear listeners, when you are cast in a show like this in this type of role where it's just one episode or even like two or three episodes you don't know the person that you are playing with like you don't know the person who's playing your husband you don't know the person who's playing your child let alone like your doctor because a lot of times in film and tv it's all individual until Mm -hmm. you get to set so I'm wondering like did they read together? How did they know the yeah. chemistry was? Did they know that they the chemistry, chemistry was going to be this good? I wonder. And it's so funny because um, Margaret, is her, yeah. her name? Mar- I've seen her do other things. And I feel like I've seen her do mostly comedy, if I remember correctly. So it was so cool to like see her in this role that was like, you know, required her to be so emotionally connected. And, um, mm-hmm. and I've seen Neil do other things, too. Same. Um, yeah. He looks but, very familiar to me. Yeah. So, but yeah, they, I thought they worked great together. Yeah. And, and then I also am wondering like with the way that this business is, do they know each other personally? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's always a thing that like people say like shines through on screen. And that's always fun when you like are told like, you can't tell you what about this project. And then you show up to set and it's like, oh, hey. It's like we're (laughs) friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's like such a nice treat. It is. It really is. We see the weird binders on the wall again at the practice upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's in the scene with Fife and Pete in the office upstairs. I should have gotten the time clock, but time clock. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Listeners, it's early here on the West Coast. Time stamp. And then in that same scene, Naomi has on this gorgeous set of necklaces. And I was like, those are pretty. And then I looked them up, and they're Peggy's work. Of course it was. Of course it was. I love Shout it. out to Miss Peggy. Yeah. I feel like now that we've chatted with her and, you know, we've done some research into her stuff, mm-hmm. I can always tell when it's a Peggy piece and when it's not. Not That's, always, but I've gotten yeah. better at it. The swirly turquoise one later is Peggy's as well that Audra has okay. on, Naomi. But gotcha. there's two Peggy pieces in this. It's just wonderful. And I think that's so great. I'm sure for her, like as a jewelry designer as well, to like know that your pieces are have that unique quality to them that someone can spot and be like oh that's definitely that, that's Peggy Lee you know what yeah. I mean that's so cool yeah I set up my jewelry holder yesterday so mm-hmm. I was waiting for the command strips to fully bind to the wall and I get to oh, hang okay. out my necklace today so I get to see my Yay. Peggy Lee necklace every day now wonderful so sweet I love the necklace yeah Fife says that he likes to play God like he literally says that don't we know it I'm not here for that like, it makes yeah. me so mad when people have a God complex like that. It's very annoying. Yes. And yeah. I'm not even, like, I'm not even religious at all. I know that you mm-hmm. are. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't like when people are like, yes, I am playing God today. Like, I am in charge. No. That's not even a funny joke. No. <laughs> that's, that's someone who, yeah, that's someone, like, who does consider themselves a believer. Like, that's not even, like, a joke no. that people make every day. But similarly, I had that noted, too. I said, Dr. Fife said he always wants to try something experimental, which I feel goes hand in hand with the God complex because yeah. you just think that you can and you can just do whatever. And it's like, yes. And it doesn't even particularly seem like he's that interested in the quality of life. And the, like, yeah. I feel like with the couple of the little people a few episodes ago, <laughs> he connected with that. Yeah. Um, not even because of his disability or anything, but um, I, I could tell that he was interested in helping them. But this couple, I didn't even feel like he, he well, he obviously didn't care whether this guy lived or died, but yeah. Pete was like, we need to let this guy see his baby. Pete and his father, his father storylines this, this season, <laughs> they're getting to me. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it was more of, like, him proving that he was right. Like, it always feels like a competition with him. But um, definitely this episode, like you said, I felt like there was less care and concern for the patient. Yeah. At the end, 
poor guy can't even hold his baby because of those blisters, but they're still oh, cuddling. My heart. It's so cute. I know. I know. Oh my goodness. I can't even, can't even imagine. No. It's like, and it's a shame when you're like dealing with your own personal ailment and you can't even, you know, celebrate the excitement of your, the birth of your child. Yeah. It's like, ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Do you have anything for our beautiful Dellen family? No, that is all I have for them. I wish Doug the best. Yes. <laughs> Sweet Doug. Mm-hmm. On to Evan Dawson, who we have met before and is back. Yes, he is. Back again. Evan's back. back tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> yes. When the mother says, I am his mother, I would know. I was like, you'd know if he was being abused. It, it does seem like she cares, mm-hmm. but also... We need the full story because, yes. and we get the full story, dear listeners. We do. We and sure do. it makes me wonder if all Evans in media are liars. Listen, this was not a good representation for them. No, this and Dear Evan no. Hansen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're right. That's right. Yeah. See, it's tracking. It is. It's tracking. Yes. I. I included uh, Evan and his mom, Lynn, in in one grouping. And uh, I, I was like, not her coming in and demanding her son. And uh, it, I, I guess just like thinking from a mother's perspective, I, I would think that you would want to explore all possibilities first before you started being like, I would know whether he was getting up. It's like, would you? It's yeah. just like, I think a, there's a lot of involved, intuitive mothers who like, you know, some things slip under the radar. And she um, hasn't seen him in so long. Exactly. See. The eye roll that I'm doing right now, I am wondering if it is registering in the audio. <laughs> That's right. how big this eye roll is. Did you all hear that eye roll? Did yes. you hear it? <laughs> I felt the same way. I felt I was eye rolling in almost every scene that involved Evan's mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, she was a trip. She really is. When he when Cooper meets them mm-hmm. in the open in a public park in the middle of the afternoon. I couldn't help but wonder, similar to Carrie Bradshaw, I could not help but wonder, mm-hmm. why did he do that if they were in hiding? They could have found a better, more discreet spot, I feel. Even, like, in the corner by the fence under a tree. Yes, exactly. Like, okay, a park is fine, but, like, can we go to, like, the corner? They were just, like, very much out in the open. You guys are literally right next to the playground. Yeah. A very central spot, I'd imagine, in the park. And like, near the entrance. Anyone. Anyone could see you. Yeah, and he's it's if he, if the kid were like three, four years old, like okay, sure, like maybe, maybe. But Evan yeah. is too old to be at that playground. I yeah, I agree. Yeah, couldn't you guys have met like I'm trying to think of another central location, but at the mall. That was literally what I was about to say. I was like, let's meet in the food court or just like so. I mean, there's just like on the on the boardwalk options. that they um are walking on top of in Santa Monica yep. all the time. Yep. Many of options, but I, I'm fine with the park if it's under a tree, but it's not. No, they were very visible. Yeah, very, very much so. I'm not here for it. <laughs> no. I love that Charlotte was wearing a purple flannel. Um, spoiler alert, this is my Sam style. We'll talk about it later. But the purple flannel, yes. the purple flannel, and she's looking all cozy and warm. And then yes. when she goes to the police station, she adds a blazer and it becomes super professional and super chic. I, Back to business. Yeah, yeah. And I love that Charlotte and Dell are both wearing cozy flannels. Mm. And back to the LA weather, now that I see that it's actually cold, I understand. Because mm-hmm. when yeah. I lived on the East Coast, I was like, why are they wearing long sleeves? It's always so hot in California. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was under the same understanding as well because I feel like flannels isn't a style of shirt that you would associate with California weather. So it just goes to show that you all have cooler days too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all the guys at Thanksgiving were wearing flannels. Really? Yeah. Oh, Cooper <clears throat> saying, you owe me this? Oop. Oh, God. Charlotte doesn't, and don't gaslight her into thinking that she does. I agree. I agree. Like, he, I think he was hitting below the belt Mm -hmm. several times in this episode, and it made me sad because I felt like Charlotte was the only one really being there for him, and she literally rescued him. (laughs) So Repeatedly. Yeah. I don't like that he was hanging that over her head. No. No. I, I... 
I say this again. I, I watched ahead a little bit because my week's a little mm-hmm. crazy, but I mm-hmm. he continually in the next few episodes is terrible to her. I, I too, am a, in a, I'm a little ahead and I'm already just like, Coop, let it go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, it's like, we're, we're a couple episodes <laughs> past this now. It's time to consider forgiveness. And yeah, yeah. like if she being with Archer and being married before is too mm-hmm. much for you to treat her with respect and see a future with her, then break up with her. Like Charlotte just deserves leave. a world. We know this. Right. But don't just don't treat her like this. It makes me so mad. Even if I, I weren't agree. team Charlotte, even if I weren't mm-hmm. ride or die Charlotte lover, mm-hmm. if anyone was speaking to anyone like this, mm-mm. it's not worth it. I'm like, why stay? You know, what's the, what are you staying for then? Yeah. would be my question. If, it, if this is how it's going to be. So just to make her do yeah. your dirty work for you. Right. Exactly. Makes me yeah. so mad. But then in the courtroom, when Cooper comes out all beaten up in Charlotte's mm-hmm. face. Oh, it's actually heartbreaking. Katie Strickland deserves all of the Oscar, not the She's Oscars. So Katie Strickland deserves all of the Emmys, all of them. She Give them have, to her. She, she can have both. I'll, yeah, she can have all of them. She's excellent. I yeah. really, I really like her. And it, it leads me to question, who are we to believe beat Cooper up? Are we to believe that it was the cops or the incarcerated people? I want to say the cops, that's to be what, honest. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, you tell us where he is. You tell us where. That's what ugh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, that's what I was gathering from, like, the context clues. Because yeah. even when Charlotte was like, they beat him up. That's when my heart broke for her. Yeah. Um, and then I forget if it was him or if it was Charlotte or Violet who said, who beats up a pediatrician? Yeah, I think it was Charlotte. <laughs> but really, yeah. who beats up a pediatrician? Really, truly. It's horrible just to get out and like, and it just seems so extreme. It's just yeah. like, why don't you all just do your job and find the child, you know, yeah. find the kid, you know, it doesn't require you trying to like beat up this poor doctor who's, who obviously has his best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if it was like, if he was withholding information that was doing harm to the child. But I guess from the police's perspective, he is, but yeah. yeah. Frustrating. It also, um, not that I condone violence in any way, but it also shows that, <laughs> They're probably not the smartest because if you're going to beat him up, at least beat him up like somewhere that you can't see, like arms or legs or stomach or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are ways. They like, yeah. Addison is right that Cooper shouldn't have put Charlotte in this situation, but she's wrong to call the police. Like if Cooper doesn't want evidence with his mother, there's a reason. And I feel like Addison should get that because it's not like Addison has never done something, I don't want to say untraditional, but... um, you know, I, it's not like Addison hasn't done something like this before. Mm-hmm. I agree. I felt that she she's worked with Cooper long enough and knows him long enough that you should trust that he knows his patient yeah. and knows that, you know, even if you don't fully agree with the way in which he's doing it. Like, I think that she I think that she like sold out in a sense, like, you know, ratted out one of her own, one of her yeah. friends. And yeah, I think there was a better way to handle it. And I do think that she was thinking as a practice owner more than as a doctor in this situation. Because if she was thinking as a doctor, I don't think she would have done this, let alone if she was thinking as a friend. Yeah. Or even a coworker. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. She was definitely putting on like the boss hat in that moment. Yeah. And then Addison says, I have to trust that the courts will come down on the right side of this. <laughs> what in the 2009 is that? <laughs> Girl, don't try to say that in 2021, especially no. with recent events. Like, no. oh, Lord. Not not always, not not always that. the case. Not that. Addison, try again. Try right, again. Exactly. Yeah. Not the most reliable system no. to run. To count on. No, and yeah. I do think that it puts more insight into her background, though, because growing up in Connecticut with the family that she did and the wealth that she did, she's probably like, yes, they, they will they, they will do it. It's Total fine. faith in our justice system. Yeah, it is. It is very telling of the times and her background, like you said. <laughs> Another eye roll that I feel like should be in the audio. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Insert here. Yeah. 
when we find out that Evan has been lying. That was it for me. <laughs> that was definitely like the the climax of the episode because he had me for like, I believed him. I yeah. really believed this child. So I was like, I was actually, you know, and of course he had his reasons that he justified through his monologue. But um, I was very taken aback, especially after everything that like the adults had been through for him. Like, yeah. it's like look at all this ruckus you cause. <laughs> Cooper's been in jail. Be up. His dad, yeah, is living out of his car actually crazy when you think about like the trickle effect of it all yeah and I mean Evan obviously didn't right as a child of course not he's just like you know wanting things to be okay for for dad oh how they figure it out is like very CSI and I loved CSI when I was little it's like very the angle of the laceration (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. But when Charlotte is trying to tell, because it's Charlotte and Sam who figured it out, I believe. Mm-hmm. And when Charlotte's trying to, you know, introduce the idea to Cooper that this is a possibility, mm-hmm. this man says to her, just because you lied doesn't mean he did. It's unacceptable the way that he is speaking to her. Absolutely unacceptable. Do you think that Charlotte wants this to be the case? She's put her career, her reputation, her livelihood, on the line for this kid and for you and you're speaking and what does she have to gain nothing from from lying zero like what is she like why would she and it's just like to me it's just so immature and so petty to think like okay just because she lied by omission like didn't even like it's not like she told you something that wasn't true she just didn't tell you something about her past that you're upset about and now you're going to compare that to her lying about a child that she bailed you out of jail for? Like it doesn't, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. Cooper's way of thinking. I, I, not just very much not here for it Mm-mm, at all. Mm-mm. Do you have any more notes for Evan? <sighs> no, that's all. I think we covered it all. The kidnapping, the lying. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, you know, Evans and scripted TV are not, not quite the truth tellers that they it's may not, be in real not, life. Not looking good for you guys. No. <laughs> no, it's really not. What's your first note for the captain? Oh, the good old captain. Let me see here. Did I take some of the notes on the captain? It appears I didn't. I was just so overjoyed that he was from the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, you know what, I because I put them really under Addison's because mm-hmm. most of the scenes he was in were with Addison. Um, but I I know I told you this before in our previous recording attempt, but... I don't remember it. What was that? <laughs> I, what was that? What's pre-recorded? What? I thought that... I really enjoyed their scene. Their scene was probably like that lunch scene or, yes, lunch scene, quote unquote, yeah. was probably like one of my favorites in this episode. Um, because I felt that it was like very realistic of like, uh, an estranged father daughter relationship. And, uh, Addison was really like letting him have it and dragging him. For yeah, <laughs> truly, truly. Like we dragged technology that night. Yeah. And there was so much revealed in that scene too. Like mm-hmm. I feel, um, plot wise that like we, we, we learned a lot of information from her, like asking her rhetorical questions to him. So yeah. Yeah. When he calls her kid and she says, my name is Addison. And then he said, I thought we could have a drink. And she goes, it's 9 a.m. Cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a really great intro to the captain. Um, yes. And the I way. Agree. Yeah. I a big, not a big fan of the captain. Um, no. But I mean, I'm not not a big fan. I definitely like. In, in the Montgomery's that we have met so far, mm-hmm. Addison is, like, towards the sky, as we know. Okay. And then I feel like the captain and then Archer is, like, down further. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And surprisingly, I actually, too, put the captain above Archer. I couldn't yeah. stand Archer. No. <laughs> oh, God. Which is sad because, you know, we know his, his condition. but um... He's fine. He's all right. Yeah, it, he doesn't need our pity. He's totally right. fine. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> when we meet the captain, 
the first thing Addison, the only reason that she can imagine that he is there, she says, are you dying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, what, what are you doing here? Yeah. Translation. Are you, like, like, am I to help you professionally? Certainly not right. personally. And that's so, it's hilarious, but it's also very sad that it's just like, oh, that she would think the worst as to why he would be there. Mm. Mm. I got the yuckies when Cooper thinks that her dad is her boyfriend. The big, oh, like, God. what, what? Yeah. And but- I remember thinking, I was just like, is the captain even, like, would he be Addison's type? I mean, thinking about the men that have been introduced to her romantically in the series this far, I'm just like, I feel like he's a Mark Derrick hybrid and I feel like I can see like a little bit of Pete in him when they were trying to get together at the beginning. I can see that. I can see that too. Definitely like personality wise. I think they kind of share the same confidence. Yeah. Yeah. When she orders for the captain, when Addison orders for the captain, she says, I've been mixing your drink since I was eight years old. It's not something you forget. And then I said, How about that? Sally Draper, is that you? I know you haven't watched Mad Men. Um, so for no. any of our dear listeners who have not watched Mad Men, Sally Draper is Kiernan Chipka, who's now is on the, is it the haunting adventures of Sabrina? The chilling adventures of Sabrina? The new Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the dark one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's Kiernan Chipka since she was like, I don't know, five years old. Wow. And she would just make the drinks. She would be the bartender for her parents' dinner parties at like oh my god i don't i guess eight years old so young yeah that yeah that was definitely one of the the plot points that i was just like oh all right yeah it's just so much insight into her yeah i wrote down a lot of quotes from this scene because it was just great and um with a writer like JB. What else are we to expect, Miss JB right. Fletcher? It's only greatness. Not JB Fletcher, but uh, we are big fans of Murder She Wrote in this house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Addison says, No, 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 sorry. The captain says, That's coarse. A lady never downs her drink in the company of a gentleman. And she says, Well, you're not a gentleman. You're my father. <laughs> How about it, gentleman is. It's a word that's brought up often yeah. soon in the future. So it's I love that they like dropped that seed yeah. um, of gentleman-like behavior. And that's so, again, it's one of those things that's so funny, but so sad that yeah. she, you know, doesn't consider her father that. And, no. No. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, um, ladies shouldn't talk that way. Like um, a lot of her, I, I would imagine that Addison was a debutante and had a coming out sure. party in that way, dressed in the gloves. Sure. And there's a lot of that state of mind is the wrong word. There's a lot of that. Like I can tell that like the captain doesn't know how to set a table properly, but mm-hmm. if he's at a party and it is not set properly, he will know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He does seem like that type. Yeah. And one thing that I find so frustrating, probably just in general, is just like, I hate when like, I hate a man telling a woman how a woman should be. It's just like, how dare you? Whether it's like, you know, platonic, father, whatever. It's just like, please spare me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And then I was reminded that he did not come when Archer was dying. But then again... Parents rarely show up in Shondaland when characters are dying. Right. So the only ones that I can think of is when Izzy was dying, her mom came and we got the whole like cricket thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, but like George's mom was not there. DeLuca's was a totally different story. That was, yeah. But, um, Callie's family was not there when she had the car crash Mm-hmm. Mark's family was Derek's family, but like Meredith didn't even call Amelia when Derek was dying, that's, and that's yeah, like the whole plot. True. Right, so that, since she was mad about that. Yeah, and I mean, they didn't even come to Amelia's wedding, so that's so true. Yeah, yeah, so interesting. Yeah, there's definitely been a disconnect with that in both Grey's and and this series. I yeah. feel because have we met have we met anyone's parents yet? In private practice, I'm trying like not to, for like not to like spoil anything. No, I know because I 
yeah. my brain is in like a million different places. I don't no, I get it. think so. Yeah. The only thing that I'm thinking of is that um, Tyne Daly, who plays Owen's mom, is Tim mm-hmm. Daly's sister. So Pete's sister is Owen's mom. But in, in real, real life. In real life? Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. So that's what my brain is going to. But can you imagine swearing in front of your parents? No, absolutely not. And absolutely she does it not. a lot. Yeah, she does. Exactly, which I guess just goes to show like the the lack of respect yes. there. And it's so funny. Like that's, in, I was literally about to say the same thing. That is so funny that you phrased it that way. Get out. Really? That's like, I mean, this is the only reason reasoning I can make of it. And an example of this is literally like the night before last, my, my family came to see the first preview of the show that I'm currently in. And we, we cuss up a storm, dear yes. listeners, those of you planning on coming to the show, <laughs> forewarning. <laughs> it's not for kids, not for kids. Um, but I do so much cussing in the show. Like my mother has in my family has seen me like do other roles where there was heavy cussing, right? So it's never an issue for me. Like they can separate me from the character very well. <laughs> but uh, even so, when I, after the show, when I was like talking to my family and telling them about it, I was telling them like, because I don't like, because I don't cuss a lot in real life. Like it's, uh, I I find it like, I do find it difficult sometimes to do it in character in shows. And I told them, I was just like, sometimes I don't know whether to say it this way or that way. And I had difficulty like even (laughs) out of the show, like as an example, cussing. Cause I was just like, I'm not on stage right now. So I feel uncomfortable yeah. cussing right now. So it was just like, it's very interesting. I know. Like, even if we're listening to music in the car and a, and like mm-hmm. a, a swear word comes up, I'm like, la la la. La la la. To this day, to this day. It's just like, it's just like one of those things that won't go away. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Then Addison says to, last time we were recording, it came up so much more, um, spontaneously but that's fine it's not going to be exact Addison says after a very intense year of therapy after my husband leaving me for exactly what you do I've just never I've never thought about it that way but that is that is it yep and I literally had the same note I was like oh my god Derek did do the same thing I was just like whoo the way they the way they just like set up Addison's character arc I was like this is sad but it's also like very well done I feel like you know it's like yep that that tracks like and it's a shame yeah yeah I feel like a lot of cheating especially on tv I don't know I Mm -hmm. I don't like cheating at all as we know Mm -hmm. but I feel like a lot of it is like random random people random things yeah but we learn that Addison's father cheated with like three of her nannies we had like a whole like my nanny my two like all this stuff in the home mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. I mean Addison cheated with Derek's best friend yeah oh my gosh I yeah. am forgetting that how did I forget that so quickly I know I was fine. so I was so quick to point the finger at Derek because like I guess oh, with I, Meredith with Meredith that's, that's what, what I was you thinking. oh no that's secondary Wait, so wait, when she said, what, what was her quote again? What exactly did she say? A very intense year of therapy after my husband leaving me for doing exactly what you do. I see how you could see oh, that. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I totally, listeners, that's why it's so important to listen. I totally, <laughs> I totally misinterpreted that line. I thought that she was accusing her father for doing what Derek, what Derek did. Did. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, get on him for like, you know, leaving you for Meredith. And then, but now I'm like realizing like, yeah, no, oh, like o- she's talking about, yeah, she was in therapy about cheating on Derek. Yeah. I, I forget that Addison cheated. I forget, like, I honestly forgot until um, Dr. Noah, who we couldn't stand. Um, <laughs> so he came into the picture and she was like trying so hard not to do it. I was just like, oh yeah, that is like a part of your past, but which I kind of like because I like that it's just like that her her life isn't centered around this one mistake and it's something that just keeps, you know, pops up when it needs to like support the the story. But yeah. Wow. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Yeah, no, the only reason that Derek went to Seattle in the first place is because Addison cheated with Mark and he needed to get out of New York. See, this is why we needed to re-record because I needed to have this revelation. Wait, you didn't know that last time? No, when we recorded last, I was still thinking like, I was still like, yeah, I thought that she was saying that talking about like, 
yeah, I like, see. Like, I literally have him, yeah, I, I, I have see. in my note that, like, mm-hmm. Derek did the same thing, thinking, like, Derek cheated, but it's, like, Derek only cheated because Addison cheated. Not yeah. that two wrongs right. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it ended up okay. Yeah, it <laughs> worked kids. out. It worked out for everyone in it's, the end. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, that's my only qualm with Addison is that there is so much cheating with her. Yeah. I mean, not my only yeah. qualm, but. Yeah, I I do love her. My last note for the captain, and feel free to add more, is when she says to him, when Addison says to her father, "You're not my family." That hurt. That hurt because I mean, we both have chosen family. Mm -hmm. But I would also be lying if I said that, like, I that I didn't in that moment that I didn't understand. Oh, absolutely. No, I don't think it makes it like any, I totally agree. Like, I think that it's like, it's like, girl, that's your, that's your daddy. Yeah. That's your family, whether you want to, whether you feel it or not. But I do understand how she feels in that moment of being like, you know, like, I don't really like, you know, no, there's no relationship there. I think it's like, that's what I really get from that line more so than she's just like, you're not my family. It's like, girl, we know that's your father. But like, yeah, it just goes to show that like, oh, she really, doesn't know this man, you know, um, doesn't know him as a father, which is sad. Um, but yeah, I would just, you would just put parade into my mind. You don't know this man. I don't think you could, you don't have the right to know. Oh, such a good song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Such a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, not to say that if you do have chosen family that you Mm -hmm. can't love them more than your actual family. Yeah. Because obviously there are some really terrible situations in this world, but um, yes. mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's sticky. It's, it's hard. <laughs> Family relationships can be hard. Yeah. yeah, very hard. Yeah. Anything else for the captain? No, that's all I have for him. On to Dell and Heather. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dell's back and he's married? LOL, bye. <laughs> he goes, I had a great weekend. What? You know what? The pretense. I know. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, like, I believe him. I, th- I think that he believes that, you know, everything is great, too. But it's just kind of like, for us who, especially because we haven't seen him in a while, it's just like, like, that's literally, I said, so Del just shows back up, married yeah. to Heather. Yeah. like. Let alone Very we haven't we haven't seen Heather since she offered to sell her child for money, which is like not a good look for her not at all. to us as the audience. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, I mean, I sympathize with the fact that what Violet and Naomi are trying to do, but they're also probably not the two best people to be doing this intervention with him. Like, no, a lady <laughs> who can't even look at her own son, which is you know mm-hmm. not her fault in the least. And then Naomi, sure. who he used to be in love with and whose life is a bit of a mess as well. Right. They're, they're just not the two best people to be doing this intervention. No. And he lets them know that. Yeah. Oh, he. <laughs> which, he... which I loved in true Dell fashion. Yeah. True. True, true, true. Yeah. When Violet mm. goes to their house, mm-hmm. she is so condescending to Heather and it is so hard to watch. I know, I know. I don't. I didn't like that. I didn't like her talking down to her that way. No. And it was just like, as much as I love Violet, and I think that she does always have a little, a, a lot of great insight because she's good at her job. Um, it definitely, like, I feel like sometimes the like I know better and best side jumps out, and that was definitely one of those moments where I was like, she thinks that she, you know, knows what's best for Dell, and she's, you know, exercising <laughs> on Heather. Yeah. Well, I. I just, Violet needs help. Violet needs her own therapist. She does. Violet getting on my nerves a little bit. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more notes for Dell and Heather? That's all that I had. Or any more mm-hmm. notes at all? I, very random note that I don't even think I realized the last time, but I said I didn't realize Dell was a plant dad. And I'm trying to real- think of like when I, when that moment, when, when did we see <sighs> Was he uh, water- area of his? Was he watering plants in his? Yeah, I feel like he was watering plants in his office when either Violet or Naomi or both were coming up to him. Okay, gotcha. Is there a scene with him and plants? But, plant okay. dad. Plant dad. Plant dad. Good old plant dad. 
my uh, a friend of mine got me a plant as a as a housewarming present, but like she knows uh-huh. me, so it's plastic. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a beautiful plastic plant, but it's still a plastic. It. it made me laugh so a, hard. It's still a plant, nonetheless. I want to be so bad. I just feel that like <laughs> knowing me and my my time <laughs> time issues already, I'm like I I feel like I would forget to to feed them and oh, yeah. they would just die and I'd be so sad. And their plants are an investment. Like they people are. that I know that have like they they spend big bucks on them. Have I have to, a friend who like yeah. he has like. He's like, I would never sell this plant for anything less than three hundred dollars, and I'm just like, I understand why. It's it's a big plant, yeah. it's a big beautiful plant that he's had for a while, but it's just like, it's serious business. Oh my gosh, no! You have to like propagate them and switch their like pots. Oh yeah, see, that's that's like having a child. Now I get why they people refer to themselves as parents of plants yeah. because it is like taking care of a child. Yep. Sam, what's your style? Well, um, as I mentioned before, Charlotte wears a plaid button-down flannel, and it almost looks like a trench coat-style fabric because it has so many snaps and buttons. It almost looks like like a cowboy western shirt with the way that yes. it works. I don't know. I really like it. And then, as we said before, she puts a blazer on, and it becomes instantly professional. Ooh. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan of Charlotte. We love... We love a woman who can transform. Yes. For the moment. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so good. Uh, tell me about our guest star spotlight for the week. Our guest star spotlight for the week is none other than Mr. Stephen Weaver Collins, who I'm most familiar with, and I'm sure many of our listeners are. Um, he was the dad, Pastor Camden, Reverend Cameron, actually, um, on seventh heaven um but he was born october 1st 1947 in des moines iowa and he's an actor and director like i mentioned known for seventh heaven um but also star trek the motion picture and the first wives club um and uh, a couple of fun facts about him he was listed as one of the 12 promising new actors of 1991 and uh he has appeared in Star Trek, as I mentioned, um, the motion picture and Star Trek. Make sure I get the numbers right because you know they're in the Roman. Roman <laughs> Star Trek Four. Get that music theory brain out. <laughs> Gotta right. Okay. I can the only count to seven. Home. I can only count to seven well, in in Roman numerals because of music right. theory. I'm just like which symbol? You know, make sure I get it right. Um, but he was also ranked at number 11 in TV Guide's list of 50 greatest TV dads of all time, which I think tracks. I, I, I wow. really loved him on 7th Heaven. Yeah, that makes me wonder who the first, who, like, the top spots are. Me too. Who who were the top 10? I'm trying to think of, like, 90s television at the time. I'm thinking, like, um, The Cosby Show is my number oh, one. Oh, for sure. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. It was another fun fact, and it's so funny because I had trouble finding it last time. <laughs> but uh, his co-star on Seventh Heaven, Catherine Hicks, who played his wife on the show, she also was in a Star Trek um, film. And uh, so I thought that it was kind of cool that their paths crossed on their show Seventh Heaven, but they both had Star Trek histories. Um, but aside from that, he's also an accomplished guitarist and songwriter, so love a well-rounded actor wow yeah okay well thank you for telling us about our guest star spotlight you are welcome trivia for season three episode eight sins of the father this episode scored 8.93 million viewers okay it's about standard Margaret Moreau, who plays Lynn Jarvis, who is Evan's mom also played Dr. Emma Marling in seven episode of Grey's Anatomy that's Owens okay. Bay who baked the cookies, remember? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> when Addison meets her father for lunch, oh, this is a goof. When Addison meets her father for lunch, he puts the napkin ring down on the table twice without taking it up in between. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Nice catch. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me about your musings? So, my musings for this episode. I, I'm very interested to see um, 
how Addison and her father's relationship developed. I feel like we left this episode very open-ended. So I have, I have a feeling that we are going to see uh, the captain again. At least I'm hopeful that we will probably just because I want to keep getting my, my reminiscent seventh (laughs) heaven fill. (laughs) But uh, that's, that's my prediction there. But um, who else do we have? I'm ready for Cooper to get over himself and stop like hanging things over Charlotte. Amen. I don't know how much longer it's going to take him to forgive her, but it's like, it's been a couple episodes now and he's like dragging it out. I really don't remember him being this terrible. So, and I just rewatched in like summer of 2020. So Mm -hmm. I really don't remember him being this terrible and I hope that it doesn't continue. Dell and Heather. I want to be hopeful for them, but I just don't want Heather and Dell together. Yeah. <laughs> together to begin with. I'm happy that Dell's happy and I'm happy that he's trying to do what's best for his family um, and what's best for Betsy. I just don't know if Betsy should be with the mom who was trying to sell her for money. I agree. I agree. I think that there's better. I think that there's better for Dell and better for Betsy. Um, I appreciate that Heather is trying, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I hope for I hope for someone else to just like walk into the office in a perfect ideal world and just like, you know, take Dell's breath away. Sweep him off like his feet. The one for him. Exactly. Show him the light. Exactly. Okay. That's what I would love. That would be like my pretty tie things up in a pretty bow picture mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think things happening. Last so. time, um, I think your exact near nearly exact quote was um yes. I think they're going to be together for a while, but then something will happen to show Dell the light. Yes. Yes. That is what I said, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, just because I think that, like we said, like Naomi and Violet weren't really in the place to confront him about it, but I think that like their apprehension is telling of like what's to come. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Um, how about, since we said Naomi, how about Naomi? Mm-hmm. What has been going on with her? Oh, my prediction is that something might happen. I feel like there's a little spark with her and Dr. Fife that I feel like we keep leaning into and like it keeps being left with like lingering long looks in the scenes, but um, they have yet to like act on it. So I think that right now it's being presented under the guise of just like, I can't stand you. Like, you know, (laughs) the typical typical um like elementary school why our brains are in the same place today i literally was gonna say elementary school yes it literally just like reminds me of that um but you know starting off hating each other and then like it's because deep down they really are attracted to each other um so i'll be interested to see how that is fleshed out but i think that we'll be seeing more of dr fife okay we haven't seen sheldon in a while sure haven't i don't know if if you have musings if you don't that's fine because we haven't seen him did you say Violet? I didn't. Did we say um, Yeah, we did see Violet because she was trying to <laughs> run Heather and Dell's relationship. Um, I think my hope for Violet is that she will... My hope is always that she'll reconnect with her baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because I, I want that for her. I don't know if she wants that for herself or how long that will take. Um, but deep down that that's what I, I want for her. And I think that she could probably do some more focusing on her personal relationships as opposed to other people's, I know that it's literally her job to focus on other people, other people's feelings and their relationships. But I think but that is she doing her job? <laughs> is she exactly right? She's too busy running around. But um, yeah, I think that she can afford some time to like look inward for sure. Okay, okay. A few episodes ago, we saw a Sam and Addison kiss. Do you have any musings about that? I was literally just thinking about that. Today. Our brains, I like. yes I was like I I was just like are we just gonna act like that didn't happen because even the way that that moment happened it like you know ended in like laughter and I was just like okay is this them realizing that this isn't gonna work and that they're just friends so I I yeah I'm interested to see if there will be a resurfacing of that like if we're gonna revisit that connection at all because it just kind of seemed like that happened and we moved on so but I feel like this show has a tendency to like something will happen and we'll circle back to it later so I will be interested in seeing if we do that with this. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any <laughs> more <laughs> any more musings for me? No, that is all. That's all I can think of. All right. Well, I'd say that those are some great musings. 
Okay. Yeah. I hope so. Do you want to do rating or MVP first? Um, I will do my rating first. Okay. Um, so my rating for this episode is hide and seek. Um, just because I felt that there was um there was like a lot of hiding of personal uh personal and yeah. not so personal like information. Like the the first one that comes to mind was with the um the Charlotte and, and Coop thing. Um and it probably goes to show more for their past relationships, but Coop felt that Charlotte was like hiding things from him. But now I feel that she's like she's trying to go out and like seek seek the best in their relationship and she is being honest with him, but he's not willing to accept it. So now he's doing a little bit of hiding of his true emotions. Um, but also with Char- um not Charlotte, with Addison and her father. I feel like I feel like Addison is hiding some true feelings that she has with her dad, and of course, it's masked by anger. Um, but he he's here now, and he's like he's come and he's sought her out, and uh, and I think that like you know even based off of his past, which we like can all agree is very shameful, but he is trying. Um, so I think that he's really trying to like seek out a relationship with his daughter. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples of hide and seek of this episode. I mean, Evan, obviously. Dell. Oh, Evan, of course. The biggest hider of them all. He really had me fooled. <laughs> I know. These Evans in TV. Yes. Uh, Evans in media, I should say. Hiding the information. Hi- hiding seems too nice of a word. Lying. Straight up lying. Yeah. But hiding, of course, like the information that he was not telling the truth about what was going on with his stepdad. And... um but Charlotte sought out the truth and she got the truth. Um, too bad Cooper didn't believe her when she got it. But so, yeah, that's what that was kind of the theme that I got from this episode on a beach. Of course, I forgot to. Add oh, yes, of course. Favorite. Always on a beach. God, I got to always be on the beach. Um, so, yes, <laughs> that's my rating for this episode. OK, I love that. Uh, mine is a bonfire on the beach, Ooh. but not exactly the act of like the fire. But, mm-hmm. like, the way that a bonfire is often in high school TV shows where there's, like, okay. a party and they're, like, are you going to the party? Are you going to the bonfire? Are you going? And, like, the stakes are higher from some for some guests than for other guests. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, oh, yes, um, I'm going to kiss my crush tonight. Or, like, oh, no, I must stay away from so-and-so. But then some yep. people are, like, yeah, I'm here for fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... There's bound to be a liar in the group. Always. 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 Evan. Just happened to be a child this time. Evan? Yes. Right. Who, like, should you be at a bonfire party with adults anyway, Evan? Yeah, truly. Um, what's his last name? Dear Evan Dawson. Dear Evan Dawson. You've been way too out of touch. The parody. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, since um, we are in the business of hyping up our friends here, um, and we've been talking about Dear Evan Hansen so much, a friend of mine, yes. Colton Ryan, was in the Dear Evan Hansen movie, oh, and yay. also was in the show on Broadway. Um, but awesome. I just want to give him like a big shout out for being nominated for three Grammy Awards. Ah, congratulations! Yes, right. So sound effects. <laughs> Right. Um, he yeah. played Connor Murphy in the movie on Broadway. He, I know he swung for Connor and Evan. I don't know if he swung for Jared too. Probably. Oh, okay. Um, I saw him as Evan on Broadway, and oh, to see. Oh, I heard. What, Ruthie? She probably she wants to talk to right. his dogs. He has two sweet dogs too. Right. Oh, okay. To just to see your friend on Broadway in that way is wonderful, and to see mm. your friend in a movie in that way is also. Anyway, Amazing. Colton's nominated for Dear Evan Hansen for a Grammy. He's nominated okay. for okay. Girl from the North Country for a Grammy, which he was wow. in before COVID. He's also nominated for a compilation album for musical theater. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. As with Carter a few weeks ago, it's just really great to see wonderful people get their due. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. So many great friends doing wonderful things. And uh, I feel like it's it's a, a lot of a uh, of people's time and it's like a really good season for for actors who have been at it and it's it's great to see good things happen to good people so congratulations yes congrats to colton 
Yes. Who's your MVP? I know because we did this before, but please just let our listeners know who your MVP is, please. We did. I know. <laughs> I know. Did you change it? <laughs> Do, you don't have to. I thought about changing. No, I I see why you did. So go ahead. Uh, I said Cooper because I I was really proud of how he was willing to go to such lengths for his patient. Like going to jail and getting beat up is like you know nothing to nothing to sneeze at. Um, but you know I'm fully aware that he was very disrespectful to Charlotte in this episode, and I do not condone disrespect of any kind, especially to someone you're in a relationship with and in love with. And he's going to have to do better. Um, but you know I'll say that he is my MVP for his uh, career <laughs> professionalism. Yeah, um, personal. He has some work to do, but yes. Okay. I, I respect that. I, you know, <laughs> I, I believe that you do do what's best. Um, yes. Yeah, that's yes. fine. Um, <laughs> I, I really do. I really do like Cooper. It's just right now he is on my very last nerve because of the way that he is treating Charlotte. Yeah, he's on a bad path yeah. right now with Charlotte. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, my MVP is Dell for sticking okay. up for himself and doing what he feels is right. Yeah, absolutely. There's something to be said for that, especially when like your coworkers are like in your business. Yeah. And it's like, excuse me, I'm an adult. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Is anyone or an hope adult? So. Does anyone know what they're doing? Anyone know what they're doing? No, no, no. Great. Glad we're all on the same page. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark and on Twitter at, at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show. I know that everybody says that, but it really does. And we might read your review on the podcast. Yes. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash B-H-A-B podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episodes 9 and 10. Yes, two episodes. They are available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. Yeah, it's two episodes because it is the mid-season finale. Yes! (laughs) So we love those. We do, we do. (laughs) If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT. Or whatever day I finish this edit. Likely today. Look, I know that's right. (laughs) Gonna get it as soon as I can to you guys. As soon as possible, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Bum, bum, bum.